Hello, everybody, and welcome to episode 29. 29? Number 29, bro. Boogie and the Baron. This is Ball Talk with Boogie and the Baron. I am Boogie. And I'm the Baron. Boogie, what a great Super Bowl we had. Cleaned up on the best bet. Tampa money line, Tampa plus the three, Tampa minus three, minus six, minus 10, minus 20. You name it, we got it. We got it. We got it all, baby. That's what I'm talking about. Boogie's special, Boogie's Buster best bet was Tampa, and we cashed in like there was no tomorrow. Might have to retire after that. I mean, plus three, money line, alternate spread. We even threw the under out there. And the over in the national anthem, minute 55, it finished at 216. Bango! Got that one right there. That was an easy cleanup. That's what I'm talking about. It's been a great day. College basketball is going on as we speak. Tomorrow we've got some games that we want to touch on. We have uh, Boogie and the Barons, Fab Five. Favorite picks of college basketball for Tuesday. Very exciting here with uh, you know the NFL and football being completely done. The goal is to try to do podcasts throughout the week as well so we can keep putting together uh, college basketball news as well as uh, update everybody on what's happening in the world of college basketball as we have about... 34 more days until Selection Sunday 2021. Absolutely. But, Baron, it's not just all about that. You know that. We got NBA. We got a little bit of NHL hockey. We do. We do have a little bit of UFC and boxing in the future in us. We got some golf news, maybe a little bit of golf uh, futures bets. We got it all with Boogie and the Baron. We definitely do. Um, we will touch on the Super Bowl, and we will give you guys five lock picks for college basketball for Tuesday, February the 9th. A lot of games on. We've narrowed it down to our Fab Five is what we like to call it. Um, that's not the Chris Webber Fab Five. Yeah, it's not the C-Web Michigan Fab Five. It's the Boogie and the Bear College Basketball Fab Five. Now... You know, like I said, we will give you guys the the our five plays for Tuesday, as well as touch on the Super Bowl a bit. But Boogie, there's a lot of craziness going on, not just here in Vegas, but other places. You have a story for us, but before you dig in, I want to let you know: Did you see that streaker in the Super Bowl last night? I did see this. Actually, I did not see the streaker on there because. Streaking in pro or college sports is to not give them the benefit of their trying to make themselves famous. So I did not see the the actual streaker until afterwards on my phone. There are reports out there that this streaker actually had a trick up his sleeve. What kind of trick was that? So check this out, bro. So this streaker... Through Bovada Sportsbook, an offshore book, put $50,000 that there would be a streaker in the Super Bowl. Wow. He had a friend who, I guess, got the attention of the security guards in their section so he could leap over and streak across the field. And streak he did. So he got arrested. 
He got booked into the Tampa Bay jail. Oh man. Okay. His bail, thousand bucks. Thousand dollars. Wow. Yep. I hope he had that money in his pocket. Oh, so his friend pays the bail. Friend, nice friend he is. Yes, friend pays the bail, gets him out. Would you have bailed me out? I would have. Okay. I, they bail, he bails him out the next morning. And so he spends the night in jail. Probably drunk tank. He was probably hammered. Yeah. Drunk tank. Now, little does anybody know that at brunch the very next day, he runs into some media guy um, down there in Tampa. And it turns out that this guy allegedly put 50 grand on that there would be a streaker at plus 750, meaning that it won him 300. And seventy four thousand dollars. Are you kidding me? So I think three hundred and seventy four grand, if this actually is true, is definitely worth streaking across the Super Bowl and a night in jail. I might have to pull some strings and find out if that's really true. We need to find out if it is. Um, it, it's a it's a story going around everywhere right now. Um, I'd like to confirm it because uh, you know, and also I would like to see. The, the ticket. I want to see the payout from Bovada. And speaking of payouts, oh my out goodness. here in Vegas at MGM Resort Properties, literally right this moment, there has been an uproar of unhappy patrons uh, not getting their Super Bowl money, the mm-hmm. app going out last night. It is helter-skelter down on the strip right now out of the several MGM properties. Tell us more about that, Boogie. Not just the MGM properties, but the actual MGM app, which is BetMGM app and the MGM Sportsbooks. They're having major problems with people, Super Bowl bets. The Las Vegas Metro Police have been called to a number of these MGM properties throughout the Las Vegas area as angry customers claim MGM is refusing to pay out winning bets after the company's app went down in the middle of the Super Bowl. Wow. We are now hearing that Las Vegas Metro has been dispatched to multiple MGM properties as angry bettors are claiming MGM is refusing to pay out on these winning bets, we also are hearing that people are getting kicked out. As we call it out here, they're getting 86th. And it is just a travesty that we have to have a situation like this happen. And this is the one thing that might Again, be another downfall as to why maybe not to bet online. That is unbelievable that that's happening. I really hope that they resolve that. I'm 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 utterly shocked that a, a such a big big company like that can screw the Super Bowl up so badly. You know, actually, it goes a little bit deeper than that. The MGM has blocked a lot of people after reporting the story. Um, I guess they are not happy with the reporting on them. Their ex-criminal CEO, Jim Murren, and their involvement in helping the COVID task force destroyed uh, the Las Vegas city. Um, this is the reports that are coming all out from the news here in Vegas right now. Uh, they have reportedly started blocking anyone who's talking about the betting problems on their betting app. It's nuts. 
man, people are getting 86. They're getting blocked. They're getting their app shut down. I don't know. I, I looked at the stock market and BetMGM is way, way up there and they're with their shareholders and the amount per share and all this stuff. So they got enough money to pay this out. So no, they definitely do. And it goes political a little bit. Uh, this comes after another weekend of violence at the MGM and on the heels of finding out that the former MGM CEO, Jim Murren, MGM Resorts, and Play Studios' Andrew Pascal have been using the COVID task force to shut down the state and profit from its destruction. It's terrible. That's incredible, man. Hopefully they can right that wrong and um, get the people that deserve to be paid, get them paid. I did see a video online that uh, people are going crazy down there. They were trying to cash their first half bet yesterday after halftime. And uh, it wasn't going so well for the for the patrons. A lot of people got kicked out. Uh, yep. Police were involved, and crazy. You know, it's it's tough for uh, for anybody that's you know, especially if it's big money on the line. You want to get your money. So hopefully, BetMGM does right by their uh, by their clients and, and pays them out and moves forward, and and we can forget about it. Um, to touch on the Super Bowl a little bit, I mean, what a game! What a game! It wasn't what I thought it was going to be. Uh, Tampa Bay 31 to nine, um, just unbelievable job by Tampa Tom and that defense, man, that defense was making Patty run for his life. Did I call that or did I call that? Yeah. I mean, Tampa was all over him. Um, did Tom, you hear the story about the 497 yards that he ran? Who? Pat Mahomes? That's Pat- not. That's how far he ran? Patty Mahomes ran backwards. He ran for his life. 497 total yards. Whether he got sacked or actually threw the ball, every snap he took, when he took his his snaps, he would run backwards. Well, yeah. I mean, he took 49 uh, pass attempts. That doesn't include the few times he was sacked. So I could see. That's like 10 yards per uh, drop back. It actually... Uh, passed a record, 497. He beat out, I believe it was 495 from himself, actually. Wow. Pat Mahomes had two picks. Something we didn't even mention on our on our Super Bowl pod was that uh, Kansas City's two starting tackles were out. And I did mention that. You did. You what? You what? You did. I didn't. You did. Um, they were all over them. They couldn't. They couldn't stop them. Um, Fournette had a good game. Gronk had a good game. Again, something I did call as well. Yeah. Brady MVP, 21-29, 201 and three touchdowns behind a stifling defense. Kansas City doesn't even get in the end zone. They get three field goals. Kansas City did not score a touchdown. was like plus 6,000. That could have been a, a pretty cool bet, but nobody would have took that. Field goal kickers were perfect. Um, Kansas City did have those two turnovers. They actually outgained Tampa 350 to 340. But uh, the couple turnovers and the clock uh, preparation by the GOAT um, enables Tampa Tom down at home winning his seventh Super Bowl, another MVP. Fifth one. Immortality for Mr. Brady as he now, the only person really that can catch him, I think, is Patty. And that's saying that, I mean, Patty's going to win. He got to win at least probably eight. It's so, never going to happen. I don't know if Patty gets to eight. It's never going to happen. Never going to happen. You got to have the way the free agency works in this league, the way that the the salary cap is. Yeah. 
the way that the, the, you're never going to see it again. You're never going to mm-hmm. see it again. And that's why he will go down as the greatest, as he's already been known as the GOAT. Yep. Uh, and he just keeps, def- you know, just defying the odds. He's just, he's an amazing inspiration to us all. He's a great leader. Uh, and like I said to you, this, the people of our podcast listeners, I said it yesterday. I, uh, I read a story, and which is why I believed in it. And uh, it's just a way Tom is, TB12. Uh-huh. He saw one of his teammates crying after they won the NFC Championship in the locker room. And he said, why are you crying? We are not done yet. Mm-hmm. And you cannot stop this leader of this team. And it's just an inspiration for all of us, I believe. They got him for the decision-making and leadership piece. If you look at some of the footage from after the game, you got everybody in there partying, and Tom's just sitting there relaxed like he's been there before. Um, interesting to see. He's going to be back next year. Um, do we have a chance to see a rematch of uh, this year's uh, Super Bowl? Um, or what do you think there? Early predictions have Kansas City the favorite at about five and a half to one. Uh, Tampa and Green Bay also up in that top three. You know, there's a stat actually, and uh, as well as the Chiefs played this year, uh, the team that lost the Super Bowl normally does not play well the following year. I believe that. I've seen that before, too. A lot of the times they don't even make the playoffs. Don't even make the playoffs. Look at the 49ers this past year. Yeah, Things happen. Injuries happen. Some of it's luck. You know, and these yeah. these teams, you got to be healthy um, all year round. Uh, but I, you know what? This young Tampa defense, I can see them with everybody coming back. As long as uh, you don't have a little bit of craziness with AB, you're going to have Antonio Brown back next year. Uh You're going to have Mike Evans healthy. Yeah, you have Fournette. You're going to have Fournette and Jones. You're going to have Godwin, Braid. I mean, they're they're loaded. They already said they're coming back. Gronk already said he's coming back. Uh, I believe they're going to – I think that they're going to have another strong season next year. I think they can actually make it back. And all the more chemistry, that defense is what really impressed me. Um, You know, Devin White had a great game. He's a stud. You know, Levante David, Antoine Winfield's son, Antoine Winfield Jr. Yes. He had a pick in the game, and he waved peace to Tyree Kill. He gave it right back. Um, They have a young up-and-coming secondary, some veterans on the front front line, and JPP, Shaq Barrett, and Nadalmik and Sue. I mean, they are just loaded. They got they got players everywhere. Interested to see could be another could be a repeat scenario. It could really be. could be could be. Before we disperse here, Bugs, is during the week's going to be a little bit shorter pods than like thirty minute NFL Sunday. We're about the fifteen minute mark now, and we're going to probably wrap up within the next couple of minutes. I just wanted to, to quickly give out um, our our Fab Five. Fab Five, baby. We'll give out our Fab Five. And out of our Fab Five, then you and I will also do our best bet. Um, best bet, guys, obviously is the most important here. The Fab Five just gives you five games to choose from. Um, tease them, round robin them, parlay them, bet against them, do whatever you got to do. Just win. Um, with college uh, basketball in full swing and the NFL finally uh, coming to a close, we're really going to be able to zone in and find some value for you guys 
Um, I can tell you the first game on our docket that I'm really enjoying is, uh, and I hate betting road favorites, and we actually like two road favorites per our Blazing Five. We do. Um, but seems like mismatches to me. So Alabama's number 11 in the country, and they are they're 15 and 5, and they can score with the best on those scoring 79 a game, giving up 69. Um, they're doing very, very well this year. The Alabama Crimson Tide, 10-1 and one in the SEC. They're traveling down to South Carolina um, as a six-point favorite on the road. And one of me and Boogie's Fab Five, Alabama laying that six. I think they go in there and whoop on South Carolina. Absolutely. I look at uh, Alabama as a uh... – Top 16 team when the tournament comes around. Yeah. I look at them playing on the road, 15-5 and five right now. They're playing at a soft South Carolina team. That's right. South Carolina on, at home, not very good. Um, I look at Alabama as another uh, great offensive team. Yeah. And I see them covering this six. I see, I see uh, South Carolina struggles with good offenses. South Carolina has given up 75.5 points a game. Gave up 109 at home to Auburn on January 23rd. They sprinkled in wins against Florida and Georgia. But, um, I mean, Alabama's also lost their last couple on the road. So, due for a road win, and I think they get it done tomorrow and they get back on track to go to 16-5. and five. That's our first one. Our second one, we stay in the SEC. Mm-hmm. And uh, someone we aforementioned just now is the Auburn Tigers. So, Auburn tomorrow... They are in action. Bruce Pearl's team. Pretty darn good squad, if I do say so myself, not thus bad, far. Not bad. They're they, they you know, they've been kind of middle of the road. Mm-hmm. Um they at, can score. At ten and ten, they're gonna have to get some some stuff going to get into the tournament. Four and seven in conference, ten and ten overall. They've got a kid named Sharif Cooper. If you haven't seen that kid play, he's must-see TV now. For sure. Auburn's lost four in a row uh, at Baylor by 12, Georgia by five, and Ole Miss in overtime. I could not think of a better bounce-back team to play than the 5-9 and nine and 1-7 and seven in conf- uh, conference Vanderbilt Commodores. Yeah, like you said, you know, they definitely can score. Uh, they're 4-1 when they score 75 points or more. But only one in eight when they're held under seventy-five points. Yeah. Teams are scoring seventy-six against them. Uh-huh. Uh, so seventy-five is kind of the magic number. Um, I see that they uh, could definitely do some damage against Vanderbilt. Their Vanderbilt is not a very good team. Yeah. The only highlight they got is they got Scotty Pippen's uh, boy on that team. Yeah, Scotty Pippen's son does play for them. They're and Vandy being five and nine. They they are always underdogs. They're actually 7-6-1 against the spread. Auburn comes in 9-10-1 against the spread. I like them to go completely even. I like Auburn laying the five on the road. I'm never a fan of laying points on the road in college basketball, but we had to pick five, and that was uh, part of me and Boogie's um, Fab Five. So as we turn to a underdog play for tomorrow, we look at my West Virginia Mountaineers. Press Virginia. Now, they have been playing very well as of late. They come in 14th in the country. They're playing Texas Tech. They actually played Texas Tech a couple of weeks ago down in Morgantown and beat them. West Virginia's 14th. They're 13-5. and five. Texas Tech's 14-5. and five. Very evenly matched game with Texas Tech at 6-4 and four in the Big 12. West Virginia 6-3 and three in the Big 12. I think these are two really solid teams who play um, play good defense and are very well coached 
by Chris Beard and Bobby Huggins. Now, with that being said, with the spread being Texas Tech laying six, I don't think that's a good number. They're seven and twelve against the spread this season. Texas Tech is. They get West Virginia at home. They West Virginia's already beat them. I'm pretty comfortable with you, me and Boogie, part of our Blazing Five, Fab Five, whatever you want to call it. Pick number three, the West Virginia Mountaineers. They play at six o'clock ESPN. Take West Virginia, getting the six. So the Red Raiders are zero and eight against the spread in their last eight home games. Zero and six against the spread in their last six. Tuesday games. Love it. What's tomorrow? Tuesday. Okay. And they're at home. And they are at home. Wow. Texas Tech is also 1-4 against the spread in their last five overall and 2-8 and eight against the spread in their last 10 after an against the spread loss. Wow. Meanwhile, the Mountaineers, your Press Virginia, West Virginia Mountaineers. are. Love them. They are they are actually one in five though against the spread in their last six after an against the spread win okay. and four and ten against the spread in their last fourteen road games. Interesting. However, their last four overall seven and one in their last eight road games. Mm-hmm. I'm going to take West Virginia here, Baron, but it's going to be close. Last time these two teams met up was January 25th. With the Mountaineers taking an 88-87 win on a late-game go-ahead shot, Great. West Virginia also shot a scorching 57.7% from the field and hit 12 of 19 three-point shots. They did do have uh, 12 turnovers to the Raiders' only two. This should be another great game, and i like the Mountaineers to eke out a cover. I'll take the six. I think it'll be close. Uh, it'll be tough for them to go in there and win. They might be able to, though. A one-point win at home. Now you're going to Texas Tech. A key matchup there in the Big 12, in a conference at Kansas is actually catching fire right now as we speak, beating Oklahoma State earlier tonight. So as we move on, we go to the Big East, baby. Old-school Big East for you. The St. John's. The Red Johnnies. Storm. Guys are on fire. St. John's is hot right now. Thirteen and seven, seven and six in conference. They travel to Butler, who's six and ten, five and eight in the Big East. This is the weirdest line I've ever seen. So I'm just so taking weird. a shot at it. The fact that Butler is a three point favorite makes absolutely no sense. St. John scores eighty points a game, and Butler only scores sixty three. That's really, really weird. I don't see it. I'm not seeing how Butler can eke out. Uh, even a win here, let alone a cover, seems like a, a square bet, but I don't think so. I mean, St. John's plus three, Butler is at home. I like St. John's to go down to Hinkle and, and take care of business, and that's one of our that's play number four, St. You know, John's plus three. You know, it's funny, actually, is because when it looks obvious, go the other way has been my, always, my mantra. Typically, we should go Butler minus three, <laughs> but I'm not, I'm not laying three with a six and ten basketball team. No. Uh, definitely not. St. John's has actually been playing really well ball lately. Yeah. Um, I'm going to take the three. I don't know why they are underdogs at this point, even on the road. They're playing really well. They came off of a Villanova upset last week. I look for them to stay hot. I'll take the three. Yep, look out for Julian Champagne, their best player, 19.7 uh, points a game, 7.3 rebounds, shooting at 45% from the field, 6'8", sophomore, 220-pound guard from Brooklyn, New York. Kid's a pro. Look out for him. Look for him to take over in that game. And I will take, me and Boogie will take St. John's plus the three. Last game on our Fab Five for the evening. We go back to the Big 12. We got Iowa State coming in at a lowly 2-11. and 11. They're horrible. Man, 0-8 in conference. TCU 10-7, and 3-5 in conference. Find Jamie Dixon. Uh, TCU's 8-9 and nine against the spread. They, skill, they score a little more. They give up a heck of a lot less. Iowa State's lost a ton of games in a row. 
TCU was on a losing streak there for a while, losing four in a row, but they were playing Baylor, Oklahoma, Kansas, and Missouri, and they played them all relatively tough. Then they had a win against Oklahoma State last week, 81-78. Now they're at home laying six, cakewalk game. I like TCU in a rot. I'll take TCU as well. Maybe not blowing out this team, but they will cover the six. I, I like them as well as uh, our fifth and final team. Fifth and final team. So write that down, everybody. Alabama minus six, Auburn minus five, West Virginia plus six, St. John's plus three, and TCU minus six. Three favorites, three underdogs. Like I said, parlay them all, fade them, tease them, do whatever you want. Pick If you like one of those, then then. It's probably good. I'm confident in tomorrow's action, Boogs. Absolutely. So, Boogie, that's a wrap for episode 29. You know what time it is, right? It's best bet time. Boogie's best bet. I know. And, and this is what's going to be real good. So, now, you know, we're going to zone in on our on our Fab Five, and we're going to take – or, or hold on, hold on. Are you taking something in the Fab Five, or do you have something that I didn't agree with? What are you going with? No, I'm going to go ahead and uh, pick one of those – as my best bet, and I'm just going to tell you right now, it is uh, looking right here in my face, staring right at it. Uh-oh. I'm going back to my hometown, St. John's in New York City, and we're going to take the Johnnies, take the three, and run to the window. St. Johnny's plus the three back in his home state, hometown. And guess what I'm doing, Boogie? I'm going back to my home state, too. And you know what I love about this is we're taking two teams getting points here that I think have a chance to win outright. I'm going back home as well, and I'm going to go with West Virginia catching the seven at Texas Tech. The fact that they never cover at home and they never cover on Tuesdays, I like them to not cover in a Tuesday game at home against my boys that's a wrap, Boogs. West Virginia plus six, St. John's plus three, Boogie and the Barons best bet, a part of the Fab Five with Bama, Auburn, TCU. That's it. Good luck, everybody, and we look forward to talking with you guys more and more often as time goes on here. Dialing right in through February and March to March Madness all the way into April in the summertime. That's it. Episode 29. Appreciate your time. Baron out. Boogie out.